Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to Power Ballads and Powerlifting. I don't know the name of our podcast. All of a sudden. <laughs> Gets close, Laura. Good work. Power Ballads. Which one's first? I don't know. They go together. It's beautiful. My name is Laura Sturm, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm oh. I'm Josh Rohr, the other the other host of this shit show podcast. You guys are some some for some reason listening to. Yeah. There you go. So speaking speaking listeners. of, uh, we are going to start with our our new segment FUPS, also known as fuck ups, fuck ups of last week that we're correcting this week is Josh done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So last week I said, when we were talking about the Jesse Norris, Dave Ricks battle at the 2016 raw nationals, for some reason I had it in my mind that Jesse had missed his first two deadlifts and had to get his third to win. Um, that was incorrect. I'm not sure why I thought that, but he made his opener missed his second and then needed his third for the win. Um, and he ended up came back and got it. So, uh, Jesse, I'm pretty positive. You're not listening to this, but if you are, I apologize sincerely. Um, get it straight, Josh, but it would be so much more epic to come down to that battle and have it be like bomb out or win it all or win it all. Yeah. Much more epic. Yeah, that that would be maybe next time I'll, I'll, I'll send Jesse an email and ask him if it, next time he'll miss his opener too. That way Please it's more dramatic. It more <laughs> <laughs> well, and, but then the other question would be, you know, like in a raw meet, why would you miss your opener? Yeah. There would be no reason. Yeah. No um, reason. Unless you're, unless you're his competitor, Dave Ricks, who I've seen it. I've seen him do that a few times. Miss I've seen Dave miss his first two deadlifts and then make his third. Um, to win. To win. Championship. Yeah. Wow. But, but don't don't do that if you <laughs> just because dave does it doesn't mean you should do it true story true story be like superman but just not like that maybe yeah exactly all right so we're gonna we're gonna move on so sorry about the fup from last week but we're gonna move on uh to track number 16 we are down to the last two songs on josh roar's power ballads number 16 night ranger sister christian thoughts laura it it's kind of a different song. I really like the song, but it's um in the genre of power ballads. I, I think of it as a nice song, but it's it doesn't feel like a love song as much to me. Yeah. As I'm playing it in my head, you're probably right. But I never really thought about that until just now. Because you're but just like, it's just an awesome song. It, it is an there. awesome song. So, oh, well, uh, for all intents and purposes, we're going to call it a power ball- ballad. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to stand by that. Uh, so a few things about Night Ranger, just for fun. Uh, they were formed in 1979, and their first five albums sold more than 10 million copies worldwide. Um, and at their peak, they jumped to number five on the charts in June of 1984. So those are some fun facts about Sister Christian. And uh, if you've ever watched Parks and Rec, you know there is a band in Pawnee, Indiana called Bobby Knight Ranger and they dress up as Bobby Knight and they sing um, Sister Christian basically the whole time and that is 
uh, a little fun trivia there. Hmm. But they're but, but they're the yeah, but they're basically uh, they're basically singing Night Ranger the whole time. Well, they are singing Night Ranger the whole time, but they're dressed as Bobby Knight. It's a really weird. It's funny when I saw it, I laughed. So I'm not sure how many people actually got got all of the references there when they if they saw that show. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm a nerd, so you are a nerd. Thanks. True story. All right. So Josh, you wanted to talk about something new that you're doing. Yeah. So basically team roar competes in the, the USA powerlifting Georgia state meet every year. And we always enter a team and we, we always do pretty well. The last we're on a three year second place streak right now, which sucks and losing by a couple points every time. And we're basically came down to like, one or two lifts that if they would have went the other way, we would have won. But anyway, I'm just not still bitter about that, mm, but not at all. the whole point of what we're talking about here. So we're, we're, we typically our coaching style, we do all customized programming. So each individual gets a thorough, thorough evaluation and customized uh, program specific to them, what they have available for equipment, what their uh, timeline is for, um, how much time they can uh, work in the gym, et cetera. Um, but what we're doing um, for the state meet this year, we're actually going to offer a 13 week template program um, for obviously a lot less money because we've had people uh, interested in getting, you know, joining our team and, and doing the programming and, and such, but they couldn't afford the, the customized programming. So we're kind of going off of our norm and putting together just the regular template program um, still based on scientific principles and whatnot, but basically it'll start November 15th and go through February 13th, which is the day, the first day of the state meet. So um, the idea is to, to allow more people to kind of get that, I guess, that solid programming um, that they may be missing. And with that, we're also letting people, uh, you know, join our private Facebook group that's only for um, our lifters and coaches and we're going to throw in a, a group training session. So you can either do that virtually or um, come to the gym and train with us in person um, one time. Um, and then we're also going to throw in a competition t-shirt. So you'll have your shirt to rep, rep Team Roar at the meet. And then we're also, uh, you're also invited to be part of our, we do a monthly team roundtable basically on Zoom. So everybody on the team, coaches, lifters get together and just kind of talk about how training's going, you know, anything else that's going on. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty good community building tool. So it's, it's a lot of fun and you get to kind of know your teammates and coaches a little better. And, you know, sometimes we don't see each other except for at the gym. So it's a nice way to kind of hang out with each other outside of the gym. So uh, it's something we're going to try just see what kind of, uh, what kind of response we get and hopefully, hopefully be able to get a few more people on the team and really help them out and help them get to that next level. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I think it's a nice lower barrier for entry perhaps so that people who have previously been uncoached whatsoever can go to kind of a, um, I hate to say coaching light, but maybe a, a little coaching light so they could kind of introduce to the, um, the idea of being coached. Cause I, I'm a big believer in coaching. I just think even coaches need coaches, you know, because yeah. Um, everybody has weaknesses and everybody has stuff to work on. And sometimes you're too close to yourself to do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, and well, hell, we know this because you, when I'm actually training for competitions, you do my programming because 
what does Josh Rohr do for himself? Whatever he wants to do instead of what he needs to do. Um, so uh, it's one of those things like, you know, I will make everybody else do what they need to do. But when it comes to me, I'm like, uh, you know what? I can write what I want and I don't feel like doing this stuff. So I'm going to do it. And yep. that doesn't work. So that's why I make somebody else be in charge of it. And that's, unfortunately, that's your burden to carry. <laughs> well, but you don't compete that much. So it's okay. Burn. <laughs> 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 that hurts. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're writing my programming right now for my competitions. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Sarcasm of the- since 2018. Yeah. That's, oh, that's 19. There was 19. I was competing. I was trying to. What's what's that country song? Sideways. I'm sure you don't know. I'm, I'm not as good as I once was. Toby Keith. I know you don't know any country music. Don't know any country music. Um, I'm not. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was, or something like that. I don't really know what that means. I've thought about those lyrics over and over, and it, and you still don't know. I still can't quite figure it out. I know. I think I know where they're going, but yeah. Anyway, there you go, boy. All right. So we were going to move on to talking a little bit about mindset. So this is kind of something that I like to talk about just because it's something I've focused on a lot. Um, it's just every time before a competition, it seems like I'm always kind of trying to make sure my mind is right. And, you know, I'll pick up a new mindset book or, um, that type of thing. And, and there's seems to be a common theme that I see throughout all these books and, you know, videos I watch and all that stuff to kind of get my head in the space. And that's kind of like letting go of the outcome and focusing on what's going on right now and focusing on the process. Because once you go into competition, there's a lot going on. There's just, um, there's a lot more stimulus. It's a lot different. Everything that you think you had down straight that you never even had to think about all of a sudden you lose your mind when you're in a competition sometimes, which is actually a good thing in a way. But if you don't have um, things that are automatic kind of in your, in your setup, then that's why we practice those things a lot, right? Because in a competition, when you lose your mind, you wanna go back to that automatic. So you wanna kind of just step back and go through your process without really even having to think about it. You're kind of getting into what um, I think some people might know is like a flow state right? Like getting into that place where you're, you're not really having to think about anything. You're just kind of there and you're letting it, things happen and kind of just letting the process take over and going with the flow. You know, um, I think every time that I've, I've gotten um, so hyper-focused on the outcome and, you know, um, and even during a meet, like a little, you know, knowing what's going on with other lifters and, uh, maybe I just missed a lift and, and tracking like where I am in placements. Like I can't, I can't deal with that in the middle of a meet. So like that, that process of just kind of letting go, focusing on what you, you know, what's going on right here, right now, and focusing on whatever problems you have right at the moment, which generally like when you step up to that rack and the barbell, the only thing you got to do is what's on the barbell. Like thinking should not be part of what's going on during a meet. Yeah. to me. No, I agree. And I, you know, this is a little bit of a sidestep from talking specifically about mindset, but I think tying in with coaching, I mean, a lot of the preparation, you know, a good coach is going to have you practicing the commands is going to have you squatting as deep as you need to go to in training 
So it becomes routine. So when you get to the meet, you don't have to intentionally focus on waiting on the referee commands or intentionally focus on, okay, I know the whole time in training, I've been an inch high, so I have to go an inch lower. That just adds extra, extra stress and unnecessary thinking, like you said, to, to what you're doing. So, um, you know, that, that's a big part of the, you know, preparation, I think. Um, but yeah, just, you can only control what you can control. So practice all of those things ahead of time. And then when you get to the meet, just focus on, you know, just doing, Mm -hmm. don't think just do. Yes. It's very Yoda. Like there is no try. There's only do, but you know, I, I think there's a lot to it. You know, I think anytime I've gotten like, especially before me, like leading up to a meet, I'm like, ah, this is what I want to lift. This is what I want to do. This is the PRs I want to set. This is the outcome that I'm going to envision. Um, and then, you know, at some point along the line, that kind of became a hindrance um, because it wasn't so much thinking about what I was going to do about, you know, with me, it was like where I was going to place and who was up against me. And then I had to look at what they were doing and I had to, you know, and it just gets to be a lot of noise and a lot of distractions. And then um, I would literally get to feeling sick before meets just with like, uh, you know, just like felt like there was a weight of the world on my shoulders when literally there was no weight on the world of anything on my shoulders. Um, you know, so as, as soon as I could like let go of that and just let the chips fall where they may and just do my job, lift it, nothing else, you know? Yeah. And I also think that being handled at a meet, even if you're a raw lifter, um, let's define that real quick because it handling. just sounds really sure. funny. And I think a lot of people don't associate the term handling with basically what, what we mean when we say handling and somebody handling you at the meet means being at your side, coaching you at the meet basically is what we mean by that. Handling yes. all of your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it's the, do you need a water? Do you need a pre pre-workout right now? Yeah. You know, how are you feeling? how'd that last attempt feel? I'm going to put in your next attempt. And sometimes people want to be involved in putting in, in the next attempt. And I'm even okay with that, but I don't think it should be for me, especially as an equip lifter, I, I could not handle myself just no way. Cause of the equipment, but even in a raw meet, I feel like just having somebody there that's like, okay, you know, you might come off the platform and be like, Oh, that was, Oh, that was horrible. And your coach could be standing there going, you screamed out of the hole so fast. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me get this. Let me get, take your feelings out of it and let me yeah. do what I have seen that you do in training. And I'm going to put what needs to be done on, the, you know, and somebody who's at that last deadlift doing the math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, I think that's important for during the competition, but I mean, you can even, you know, you know, what, what we as handlers do even before the meet starts, you know, we're walking you through the equipment check, like basically follow us around and, and do what we tell you to do. So you don't have to think. And then when you get to the warm up room, okay, do, do, do one thirty five for five reps and we're going to do your next warm up in five minutes. Okay. They don't have to think, they don't have to pay attention to what's happening with the meat. Um, all of that is, all of that's controlled. Uh, Polly Steinman, actually, I like his, I like the way he puts it. Uh, he, he calls it, he, he likes, how, uh, how does he put it? He likes to bubble wrap his lifters. So basically he puts them in a little, uh, a little bubble wrap 
cocoon basically and protects them from all of the outside distractions, all of the confusion, and basically just walks them through everything um, so that they don't have to worry about anything but but lifting. Yes, and I think that's what needs to happen. because and, and it's underrated. I, I don't think you can, until you have that experience, you don't understand how much unnecessary burden you're putting on yourself by trying to do the, even half of those things yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like to um, sit down, put on my earphones, and close my eyes and breathe, <laughs> you know, once in a while I might, you know, open my eyes and look around, but that's about the level of interaction that I want to have with anybody. Yeah, and, while and, I'm in a and as a handler, I think that's perfect. As long as you sit down and close your eyes in, in a spot where I know you're, where you're at. So when it's time to do something, <laughs> we can get you. you know, the worst, the worst is when you get a wanderer and, uh, you know who you are all of you. Jacob. We'll just you. use him. We have a guy on our team, Jacob. Every time he wanders off and if you're listening, Jacob, you know, I love you, man, but you know, this is also true. Um, every time he comes off the platform, like instead of sitting down in his designated chair that we designated for him to sit in, he'll go wander off somewhere or, you know, go get a, a burger or something between attempts. And then he's like on deck and we're everybody's like running around trying to find him. So, you know, good for him. He's not, he's not worried or stressed out pretty relaxed, but uh, that's a good way to, to stress out your handler. If you just disappear and ghost us. Yes. I've had it happen a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down on your chair, breathe. When your coach points at you or taps you on the shoulder, lift, yeah. then Sit go back, back to the, go back to that chair. Repeat when they say eat, eat. When they say, "Hey, maybe put up your feet for a minute and and take an hour." So sometimes that, there's an hour between. Yeah. Do that, not in your hotel room, unless they tell you to. Yeah, Gosh. shut up. So <laughs> that that bring that th- makes me think of an idea. So they have those little like GPS locators for like kids. What if we can like put a little GPS locator and like, I don't know, lifting belt or something (laughs) that we can always figure out where our lifters wandered off to. That'd be helpful. Right. Right. I I think there's like some keychains where you can find your keychain and just have that little keychain thing be on a a necklace or something. And it starts vibrating and going off crazy when we're like, Hey, I need to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that to your, to your. Yeah. It's stressful. So uh, new lifter tip. Uh, last week we posted, um, if you're trying to gain weight pre-workout and caffeine and pre-workout and caffeine may be counterproductive. Um, the reason, the reason we say that is because pre-workout is obviously a big thing right now. Everybody takes pre-workout. Everybody gets, uh, super hyped up to go work out. Well, if you're trying to gain muscle mass and, and put on actual weight, um, that can actually be counterproductive because caffeine's a CNS CNS stimulant, st- <laughs> CNS stimulant, um, and it also increases thermogenesis, um, which is a fancy word for heat production, uh, which basically means calorie burning. So if you're trying to gain weight, you're trying to create a calorie surplus. So a lot of times, taking caffeine if it increases your calorie burning capacity, then that's actually kind of shooting you in the foot a little bit. So yeah, you might get super hyped uh, for your workout, but you might actually be, be burning more calories um, than 
you would be able to use to gain weight. So something that a lot of people don't think about. Um, and, and, I, and I love pre-workout. I'm not going to lie, but I'm also not trying to gain weight. Let's be honest. So. Um, what if you're trying to get jacked? If you want to get jacked? Well, so there's always that level of, I mean, you got to weigh it pros and cons, right? Like if you can't get motivated to do your workout and you need pre-workout, and I know a lot of people like that, well, then maybe you are better off doing that. If you're trying to lose body fat, um, yeah, caffeine and pre-workout, they're not going to, they're not going to hurt you in terms of losing body fat. But if we're talking about gaining actual mass, um, it could actually slow the process a little bit. But me and coffee, you know, that song, like I can't live if living is without you. Yeah. But you're That's also, are you, coffee, are you trying so. to gain weight too? No. So this doesn't apply to a lot of people. I'm only saying this because, uh, especially this is actually kind of directed at, at high school kids. So I know a lot of high school football players that are always trying to gain weight, but they're always loading up on caffeine and pre-workout mm, to, monster. To, yeah. Monster, all that stuff. And that's really, that's really slowing down your progress. So if you're a, if you're, if you're anybody trying to gain weight, but specifically high school athletes or even college athletes trying mm. to put on mass caffeine or, and pre-workout is the last thing you want to be taking. Mm, that's a good point. Um, a lot of the teenage boys are, um, like they've metabolisms of like squirrels in the first place. So yeah. And caffeine's just going to make it even, yeah, even more. So, and I'm, I'm sorry, my cat is just meowing her head off like every five seconds. And that's nice. Now we're in part of the podcast. Cool. Our guest host guest yeah. host. Cool. Well, uh, that is going to do it for today's episode, but we're going to give you a little bit of teaser here. Uh, we have a special guest on with us next week. Um, Multi-time world champion. Multi-time world champion. Um, her name rhymes with Stalicia Deb. That's just really bad. It's Alicia Webb. Uh, Alicia Webb will be joining us next week. Uh, kind of talk about how she got into powerlifting and some of the some of the some of the challenges she's had and kind of her experience. And hopefully that'll be, uh, you got a cat on your lap. Um, <laughs> so that'll be a fun conversation with her. Um, we're looking forward to that. And I guess on that note, we're going to wrap it up because I can't, I can't look at this cat anymore. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget. You can always shoot us a direct message or an email PL ballads podcast on Instagram, PL ballads podcast at gmail.com on email. And until next week, we will see you later. Have a good one. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the powerlifting and power ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.